Hi, my name's Carly and I've been healed of epilepsy. Well, I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was 17 and I started by having um, seizures here and there until they got to the point where they were several times a day. And at that point, I'd hidden it from my family long enough and I needed to go to the doctors. So I went and saw my, my local practitioner and I remember really clearly just sitting down in, in, his, in his office and explaining to him what went on with me, that every now and again I'd just, have a, I'd just collapse on the floor and, and wake up hours later and, and not really know what was happening. And he, he sent me for tests and he had this really grave look about him. And I said to him, this is just a phase, right? I'm gonna grow out of it. And he said to me, no, this is not just a phase. You're a very sick young lady. And um, I, went to the, I went to the hospital and they told me everything that I should never ever do again, like ride a bike or climb a tree or drive a car. And it wasn't a blessing, you know, it, it was just, it was something that, that terrified me. They, they, they told me what was wrong with me, but they didn't really teach me how to live with it. They gave me a bunch of medications and sent me on my way. But it didn't get better, it got worse. Until eventually, um, it was so bad, I'd, I was having so many seizures and the medication couldn't, couldn't control it. I would wake up um, in the supermarket, on the floor, in the hospital, in ICU, um, just fall down the stairs. I mean, I just, I just, my life was incapacitated. So I just kind of learned to live with it and sucked it up, you know, and kept going on. But eventually, I needed a babysitter just for me. I couldn't be left alone with my children anymore. I was taking about 13 different medications. They were such strong medications. I had to take them at such, such a, a regular time every day that even if I took them 15 minutes to 30 minutes late a day, I'd have a seizure. It had to be that, that well controlled. And even then, um, with the medication, the seizures weren't wholly ever controlled. But you know, it frustrated me because when I looked in the Word and I saw, I read the New Testament, I saw Jesus doing miracles. I saw Jesus healing the sick. I thought maybe he was just in a bad mood. Maybe I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in favor or something. One day I went to a Bible study and it was my friend's Bible study. She was part of a different church. And I noticed there was something different about those group of ladies. Their relationship with Jesus was life-giving and I wanted what they had. When, when we sat there, she said, we're just gonna spend a couple of minutes just being quiet, just listening to the Holy Spirit. Well, that was new for me because I hadn't really picked up on the Holy Spirit part of things, didn't really know who the Holy Spirit was. But uh, I thought, okay, I don't be rude. So everyone in the room shut their eyes and I kind of looked around, you know, and I kind of peeked out to see if anyone else had their eyes open. And on the inside of me, when I got real quiet, I just, I just heard the Lord. I didn't know it was the Lord immediately, but I heard this, this, this voice on the inside of me and I knew it wasn't coming from me. And it said, Carly, you know, this epilepsy, you, you haven't ever let me in on it. You can be healed from this in two weeks time if you choose to be. He said to me, you know, it's just like a, a switch. You can, you can flick it off. You just, you just turn epilepsy off when you're ready to. I thought, wow, that's pretty huge. And then a scripture from Deuteronomy came to me and it was just like, I've set before you life and death, choose life. It's like the God of the universe has put the power in my hands to choose life over something that's controlled me all these years. Man, that just, that just blew me away. I was like, I can't tell anyone. They just took, they're gonna think I'm, I'm loopy. So I kept it to myself. That period of two weeks, the Lord just showed me. He showed me in the word, he showed me in my heart, he showed me in my dreams, how much that epilepsy had become part of me and that my life had just adapted around being sick. He just started to show me what it would be like to be well. What would it be like to, to get up in the morning and not have to be ruled by doctor's appointments and drugs and, and safe areas and, you know, and managing a disease? What would it be like? And, and so over that period of two weeks, the Lord just changed my heart. He showed me that I was special because I was his child.
and that he had plans and purposes for my life that I couldn't achieve if I was sick. So I said, you know, if, if I go back to this Bible study, having not told anything what the Lord's been showing me over these last couple of weeks, and my friend um, offers to pray for me, I'm going to know it's you, God. I'm going to know it's you. So I went back to that Bible study, and all through that Bible study, I didn't say anything, and nobody, nobody offered to pray for me. Absolutely nothing happened. So we got to the end, and we're leaving for the afternoon, going to get our children from school. And just as we're walking down the garden path, my friend looks at me and she said, you know, I really feel I'm meant to pray for you. So she, we, didn't, we didn't have a lot of time, so she just slapped her hands on me and she said, Bob, be healed in the name of Jesus, and kind of chuckled and walked away. But for me, I knew, I just knew because I knew because I knew, that was it. It was done. I was healed. And on the inside of me, in my mind's eye, I just flicked that switch. I just turned epilepsy off. I chose life in that moment. And I went home and I was so excited and my, my husband was there and he said, well, how was your day, honey? And I'm like, it was awesome. I was healed of epilepsy today. He said, well, you're going to die and leave me with three children, aren't you? I said, well, I wasn't planning on it. But you know, we'd, we'd come from a, a background where this didn't happen. It just seemed so good to be true, too good to be true. And he, it didn't go down very well either when I told him I was going to stop taking all my medication. That kind of freaked him out a bit. You know, because like I said, within 15 or 30 minutes of me being late taking my medication, I'd be having seizures. Well, hours went past and I hadn't taken any medication and I still hadn't had any seizures. And, uh, and, and slowly by slowly, he started to see, well, hang on a minute, something really did happen to you. But I tell you, that was um, 11 years ago and I've never had another seizure. I've never had any of the medication anymore. I quit taking everything in that moment because I was so utterly convinced that the Lord had spoken to me. I just, I just drew that line in the sand. I just picked up that stone and killed that Goliath and he wasn't going to be resurrected. So that was the end of epilepsy forever. You know, one thing that was really instrumental in me receiving my healing was coming to the understanding that, healing wasn't, that, that, that sickness wasn't good. I had to come to understand that sickness wasn't a good thing, that healing was God's will for my life. And to, and to start to imagine what it would be like to, to not live with sickness, but to wake up every day and walk in the divine health and healing that God had for me all along. But before I could receive that, I had to start to see myself well, to see myself healthy, to see myself healed, to see myself like a child of God. And that starts now, right where you are, sitting in your seats, laying in your bed, wherever you're watching this. Start seeing yourself as a child of God, as God created you to be before the sickness, before the disease, hold, healthy and healed. And it will help to prepare your heart to receive your miracle. Well, I've never seen my head quite so big. It's pretty fascinating, wasn't it? Praise Jesus, and here we are today. So it's kind of weird seeing yourself on a big screen, I have to say. Anyway, um, there was 947 people at healing school today. 947. Wow, it was awesome, and we had a fun time. How many of you have received a healing today? Today. This is today, people. Look around. All right, how many people have received a healing this week? Look around again. I mean, that's like, I don't know, one in every three people or something wild. 
Man, it's just blown me away, the things that Jesus has been doing for, this, for us this week. It's just amazing. I've got some testimonies here I want to share with you. And I know some people, you know, especially if you're watching online, you might be finding this hard to believe that these kinds of things still happen today. But these people are living proof. We have the evidence of, of the power of God right here in this room. Right here in this room. You know, amen. You can clap. That's good. Just during worship, where's my little friend down there that was healed of deafness down here? Stand up for me. See this little lady? She's only, she's only a teeny thing. She just got her hearing back during worship. She's got her hearing back, I said. Wow! See this man, Jeff? He's, three, he's two rows behind. Stand up, Jeff. He's been healed of MS. Right? We had a guy over here during healing school. No, it was during the morning session when we were preaching. He was healed of paralysis. Where are you? He stood up out of his wheelchair and he walked all the way along the stage. I don't know where he is now. Maybe he's, maybe he's somewhere else. But it's just amazing. The power of God is just so tangible. It's so tangible. It's just changing people forever. This person here, this is uh, Shelley's testimony. And she's, she was diagnosed with something that's really hard to pronounce. And something spondylitis and autoimmune disease. Anyway, it meant that she had a fused spine. Her neck wasn't working properly. She was unable to turn her neck, look up or down. She had extreme muscle tension in her neck and shoulder and was on 11 different medications. And um, she heard about healing from our local pastor and from Andrew Womack, stopped all her medications. She saw a marked improvement but still could not move her neck. Well, she came for prayer... And the muscles in her shoulders, neck, and jaw literally shrank before her eyes, and her vertebrae moved back into alignment. She's completely pain-free, and she can move again. Amen? And I was speaking to the prayer minister, and the prayer minister said her neck was like out here. It was, it was so swollen, and they just, they just visually saw it go whoosh, shrink right back down again. I mean... Man, these kinds of things, they just, they just blow your mind, don't they? This, this person, this is uh, Christine, and she said, uh, I've had scoliosis, and, uh, and, my, and my right leg has been longer than my left leg. She received her healing in the overflow room. Blessings to all them people in the overflow room, right? The power of God's working down there too. And she's able to move. She felt tingling in her back. She's healed, praise God. Uh, this is, um, this is uh, Ellie, or Ellie's sister is writing this, and uh, she said she witnessed the impossible by man made possible by God today, because Ellie had, now I'm, I know I'm going to butcher this, but it looks like Genesis of the Corpus Corollium or something like that, but anyway, she was missing the white matter in her brain, that sounds pretty serious making it impossible for her to walk. Well, today, on Thursday, the 14th of August, 2014, she took her, her first steps. Mark's testimony is that he had a broken neck, and he was paralyzed from the neck down, and he walked today with the manifestation of God's power working in his body. He was healed of paralysis. No problem for Jesus. Uh, this, this man, Bob, he's been healed of a multitude of problems, diabetes, heart problems, something, spondylitis, and lots of other things, praise God. The heart problems are no issue for Jesus. Now, this lady, she was meant to have surgery on the 5th of August. She had a blastoma, which was a large 
growth in her lower um, gum line. She was meant to have surgery to have it removed, but she cancelled the surgery because she heard about the conference. And she came out here, this, this woman's coming in faith, right? And she says, yesterday, one of your wonderful prayer ministers, they're all particularly wonderful, but this one was especially wonderful, prayed for her and stood in agreement with her and she's, and she's healed and she's not having the surgery. Amen? She didn't need it anymore. Amen, amen. This person's been healed in their lungs and their heart, their ears, and sinuses opened, um, and all their infection and acid reflux is gone. Uh, this person said they had surgery in January on a tear in their knee. They were prayed for, and now they can, their knee's completely healed. They can bend it. They're totally 100%. Amen. Amen. Um, this person, uh, Davy, I think it is, had symptoms of vasculitis. Doesn't sound good. Uh, soreness and swelling in the joints and in various places, um, especially in their in their elbow. And uh, now they're good. Within 24 hours, completely healed. Amen. This person says, God healed my left ankle. They had two torn ligaments. He also healed my hands from arthritis. And last night, my Last night, he has healed my brain from confusion, memory problems, depression, and renewed my mind to, the image, to his image of me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. This person was healed from arthritis of the blood and an erratic heartbeat. Wow, I didn't know you could have arthritis of the blood, but they're healed. So that's a good thing. And this person, they had had a stroke in uh, October 2011. They had a stroke whilst running on a mountain trail. A hiker found me unconscious on the trail and called 911. They were in a flight for life helicopter um, and surgery was performed on their brain. Um, but they're obviously still suffering from some of the effects of that. She said, I came to the conference with the use of a leg brace and a cane to walk. And on the first day of the conference, I no longer needed the cane. On the second day, I took the leg brace off. I'm he's healed. This is Dean. Dean. <laughs> Praise God. Strokes. No problem for Jesus. Amen. You know, we're even having people healed over the internet. Yep, the power of God knows no bounds. So we've had testimonies from people watching online. We, you know, we, and when we did the street ministry, we had some of our premises go into the hospital and pray for people, and they saw healings there. They also saw healings in the Dinosaur Museum and various other places. Um, but this, this lady was in California, and she was watching online. One of our prayer ministers prayed for her, and she's been healed of MS, migraines, and pain from her hip surgery all over the phone. Not bad, eh? I'd say that was a pretty good afternoon. And these testimonies were just from healing school. These weren't the morning testimonies. These were just from healing school, okay? So we, we, I've already read out the ones from this morning. I read one we was teaching this morning, and these are fresh off the press. So, that, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting hundreds more this evening, so keep your expectation on. And I'm going to invite my husband up here to, to help you, uh, show you how you can get involved in the ministry that's going on here. Thanks, Carly. Praise the Lord. Good deal. Amen. I want to welcome all the online viewers. We've got viewers all over the world. We've got right around 2,000 people, praise God, tuned in, watching online. So I want to say a big hello to all you watching online. And we've also got some other campuses open right now that they've opened their auditoriums and they've got um, people gathered in their auditoriums uh, watching this live stream. So we've got our Caris Bible College campus in San Jose and also our Caris Bible College campus in Dallas. 
So if you are watching in the Dallas area or in the San Jose area, then why not tomorrow night head on out and um, visit that campus? They have trained prayer ministers ready there, and um, they'd love to pray for you. And they're going to show the whole live stream program in their campuses. And you can find their details on charisbiblecollege.org. Amen. We've got some product to give away. We've got a product area downstairs on the same level as the overflow people. It's just uh, directly downstairs. And I've got some things here to give away. The first thing I've got is uh, one of Andrew's books. It's called Spirit, Soul, and Body. And this is a great book. How many of you read this book? Amen. It's a good book. This is a foundation teaching. In fact, Andrew said the other day, he said everything he teaches is spirit, soul, and body. He just addresses it differently and gives it a different title. I'm not looking at him. I'm just going to straight, straight ahead. Anyway, if anyone hasn't read that, then put your hand up and uh, David may give that to you. So find someone who's never read that book. That's a key fundamental book right there. We've had a lot of people asking about the song, um, Healing is Here. You wrote that. You didn't write that. Okay. You wrote some other songs. Okay. <laughs> Daniel's wrote some good songs, but not this one. Uh, this, uh, this is his album. This is uh, uh, the Carriage Bible College live album we've got here. And this is um, uh, available to you downstairs as well. There's CD versions and DVD versions. There's even T-shirts that go along with it. So if you like the praise and worship, you can take it home with your praise God. And that song, Healing is Here, is on this CD. And Daniel sings it, praise God. So if you like Healing is Here, put it on repeat. You'll love it. So these are these CDs. David's going to give those out. Thanks, David. And DVDs. There's CDs and DVDs there. Praise the Lord. We've got a treat tonight. We've got Pastor Dwayne Sheriff teaching us tonight. Amen. Amen. Woo! Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited, praise God. I think I first heard Pastor Dwayne teach about five or six years ago, and it super blessed me, and I've been listening to him ever since. He is a fantastic teacher of the Word. You're going to be seriously blessed. He's a healing school favorite, teaches at healing school very regularly whenever he's in town, and he's got some products he's going to give to everyone. This isn't just the people that put their hands up. This is for everyone, amen? He's shipped in, I think, 26 pallets or something crazy of product. We had so much product, what are we going to do with it all? So... Pastor Dwayne and Sue are going to give you a copy of their teachings. Every single person is going to get a copy. In fact, we've got... Amen. Amen. That deserves a round of applause. The first one's called Healing One. It's a two-part series, Healing One, and then we've also got Healing Two. So Healing One and Two, and um, everybody's going to get, be able to get a copy of these. As you leave your areas, whether you're downstairs or upstairs, there'll be ushers there with bags with these in. You can give these out, David. Saves them being up here. And um, if you want to get yours early, put your hand up. You might get them early. And uh, we've got stations located up there. Daniel's going to interrupt. Go ahead. I just want to say I was recently at Dwayne Sheriff's Church, and I heard two or three of these particular teachings on healing. And I want to tell you, this is some of the best teaching I have ever heard on healing. So you are going to be super blessed. This particular uh, package that Dwayne and Sue are blessing all of us with, I'm telling you, this is awesome. And we're just so grateful for them coming to be a part of this. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. Amen. You know, I believe they've given away around 29 million messages. Is that, is that right? 29 million messages given away, praise God. So we are going to have, uh, there is buckets out there on the tables if you do want to donate. Now, I had to almost twist Pastor Dwayne's arm to do this because he said he doesn't. But if you want to donate, I think it's a lot of people want to donate. So if you want to donate, there's going to be buckets at each table that you can donate to. And, um, but there's, there's no pressure. You're not paying for these products. Only if you want to donate. Otherwise, the products are free to you as you leave. So upstairs and downstairs, there's several stations, and they'll give you a bag with them products in. Praise God. So they're, they're available to you. 
Amen. We're going to take up an offering. You know, we take up an offering in every evening session, and uh, that's to cover the expenses of this conference. We don't charge for these conferences, uh, but we do take up offerings. If you feel led to give or you want to give into this offering, then we have um, ushers here with envelopes. If you need an envelope for cash giving with a receipt, or if you want to give by debit or credit card, then grab an envelope and um, you can uh, write them out. If you're making a check, you can make it payable to Caris Bible College or CBC. That's Caris Bible College or CBC. And also I forgot to mention, you want to check out more of uh, Pastor Dwayne's ministry, his website is dsheriff.org. And we'll, we'll flash that up later when, uh, when Pastor Dwayne comes up. dsheriff.org, we'll have that on the screen. Checks payable to CBC or Caris Bible College. And... Um, you can grab an envelope if you need it. Real quickly, I'm going, to, I'm going to share a verse. This is Acts 20, verse 35. Acts 20, verse 35. And this is powerful. And uh, this says, uh, I'm just going to cut right into the end of this verse. This is Acts chapter 20, verse 35. It says, remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. So they're quoting Jesus here. Remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you believe that? How many of you truly believe it's more blessed to give than to receive? Well, you know what? We need to act on it. If we truly believe it's more blessed to give than to receive, we need to act on it. You know, uh, a few years ago, we had some fires in Colorado Springs, and uh, we've moved since then, but we used to have a house in the springs, and it was on eight acres, and it had woods all that just surrounded, thick woods all around it, and it was right on the edge of the burn zone, and um, the fire moved very quickly one day, and it came towards my property, and um, I had some friends call me, and I had some people you know, text me and call me and said, Ashley, the fire's coming towards you. I didn't believe him. I just didn't believe it. I said, no, it's a long way away. And the way our house was situated, it had a bluff all the way around. I couldn't see out. So I was like, I don't believe it. And I said to them, you know, so I said, I oh, know, it probably is. It probably is coming my way, but we're okay. I didn't truly believe him. I said I believed it, but I didn't truly believe it. And then what happened was is uh, I thought, I better check this out for myself. So I took one of my four-wheelers and I went up to the top of the bluff and I looked and something happened. I saw the flames. When I saw the flames, something happened to me. Not only, I, I didn't just say I believed it. Now I believed it in my heart. This was like, I really believed it now. I saw them flames. And boy, we come, I come back down the hill. I left the four-wheeler there. I ran down the hill. I said, like, get in the RV. Let's go. So we got the, we had a rabbit and guinea pig, dog. I mean, it's like a zoo. And we're getting all these animals in there. But we've got these two cats, and we could not catch them. We tried and tried and tried. I said, forget the cats. Let's go. So we got going, and my daughter was in the RV with me, and she started crying. She said, Daddy, she said, those cats are going to burn. I said, that's right, honey. Look on the bright side. No. <laughs> I love cats. Can't eat a whole one. No. We went back for those cats. Can you believe it? I went back for those cats. Anyway, we got the cats. Praise God. The fire didn't, come, it didn't go anywhere near our property. We didn't lose one tree. We didn't have smoke damage. We came back a week later and everything was fine. Praise the Lord. Our house was protected. But my point is this. Amen. If you truly believe something, okay, James says faith without works or faith without corresponding actions suggests that you don't truly believe it. And no condemnation. I'm, just, I'm speaking to myself as well. If we truly believe the word of God, if we truly believe verses like Proverbs 11:24 that said there's one who gives yet increases, if we truly believe these verses, if we truly believe this verse in Acts that it's more blessed to give than to receive, we're going to act on it and we're going to give. Now, a lot of people give and they say, okay, I'll give, no problem. But then there's another level of giving. Real quickly, I want to share with you. And that's, uh, we don't have to put this up, but this is 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. This is Paul speaking. This is right in the middle of a financial teaching that Paul's giving here. He said, 
I say this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So do we truly believe that if we reap sparingly, we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly, and if we sow generously, we reap generously? Do we truly believe that? Because I think if I truly believe that, I'm going to start reaping generously, praise God, because I want a big harvest so I can be a greater blessing. So I can bless more people. We've got a lot of things to do for the kingdom of God. We've got, you know, we want to help God establish his covenant. And it takes finances to do some of this stuff. So do we truly believe that? And here's the neat thing. God set it up so that every single one of us, everyone in this room can be a generous giver. That's how God set it up. It's amazing. He set it up. You say, well, actually, I haven't got anything. You know what? There was a widow woman that came forward and gave two mites. And Jesus said, hey, everyone, this is generous giving right here. It's God who decides if it's generous or not. It's God who decides if it's generous or not because it's proportional to what we have and it's our heart attitude when we give. So every single one of us can give generously tonight. And some of you say, well, how do I know if I've given generously? You'll know. <laughs> Just listen to your flesh. Your flesh will give the game away. To one person, it's you know, $20, $100. To another person, it's, it's $10,000, $50,000. But you'll know when you're giving generously. Hands start shaking as you're trying to write the check. <laughs> Beads of sweat start coming down. Hearts pounding. You put it in the bucket, the bucket goes. You watch the bucket all the way out of the room. <laughs> then you start thinking, man, maybe I could phone the bank and cancel that check. I mean, you just, you get to bed that night, you think, did I really give that much? You wake up, did I really give that much? You get to bed that night, don't you? <laughs> you're not looking for the harvest, you just settle for a refund. Okay, if you, give, if you give like that and you think like that, that's a generous gift. And hold on, you're going to get a generous reward. You're going to reap generously. Amen? Praise God. How many of you, how many of you approve God in this and, and have at one time sowed generously and reaped generously? Amen? Praise God. It works. The Word works. I want to challenge you today. I'm going to challenge myself as well. Let's sow generously and the Word works. We're going to reap generously so that we can be a greater blessing. Amen? God gives seed to the sowers. Praise God. So let's put some faith. Let's put some works to our faith, some action to our faith, and give generously tonight. Amen? We can take out the offering. I'm going to pray for it. Father God, I thank you for this offering, Lord. I thank you that this money is going to establish your covenant. And I thank you, Lord, we have verse after verse after verse we can stand on that as we sow generously, we're going to reap generously, Lord. And our hearts are to be a greater blessing and to help you establish your covenant. So we thank you, Lord. It's your will to prosper us financially so that we can be a greater blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You can receive the offering. And now I'm going to invite Andrew Womack up, president and founder of Caris Bible College and Andrew Womack Ministries. Praise the Lord. Man, I am super blessed by these testimonies. That's just powerful. It's like uh, Daniel was saying during the praise and worship. It's like we're on holy ground. You know, many people uh, kind of dream about what it's like to see a miracle. And they have these uh, ideas that it's just going to be overwhelming. I remember the very first person that I ever saw raised from the dead. It was awesome. And yet it was so simple. This guy was dead. And the sheriff was, lay, was standing there trying to get his oxygen mask out in a town of 144 people. He had never done anything like this. And he was just... And, it, and the, I didn't know what had happened until I walked in and the wife was kneeling beside him and she was just wailing, oh, Jesus, please bring Everett back from the dead. And when she said that's the first time I realized he was dead. And I'd been working with this guy for months and he was getting better and better and better. And 
Anyway, I, when I heard that, I just said, Everett, come back into your body. And he just opened his eyes and sat up. <laughs> they took him to the hospital. He'd been paralyzed and things like this. And, and uh, he'd been invalid for years. And the doctors made him start walking laps around the hospital, two miles a day. And he got mad because they said, they don't understand how sick I am. Anyway, it's, and you know, it, it was like, was this guy really raised from the dead? <laughs> because there was just nothing to it. And I thought that, man, if I ever saw somebody raised from the dead, I'd just move to another level where you didn't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> where I thought I'd never have another problem again. And did you know after that happened, I went back to the church service and it was a bust. The ministry was bad. I was embarrassed at how poorly I did. And I went to bed thinking, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it's because, you know, the Bible says hope deferred makes a heart sick. And people just expect the angels to sing and everything to happen. And, and, uh, but, you know, when you really see miracles, it's like, that was too simple. It was too easy. It wasn't dramatic enough. And I'm sure that there's some people here probably wondering about, you know, is this really what they're claiming to be? And I really believe it is. I believe that we have seen God manifest himself. You know, I have a limited uh, uh, experience, but I've been at this for 46 years, and I don't know that I've ever seen a meeting where this many people have been healed and paralysis has been healed and things. This is just absolutely awesome. It's awesome. And you have to see this by faith. You really do. I believe God has been doing some wonderful things. Matter of fact, the reports are getting out. You know, last night we had people trying to break into this place at one o'clock in the morning. I think our security cameras cap captured this. Can you put this on the, have you got this? Let's see if they got this. Here, this is our security camera out at the front gate. Oh, I'm not sure it's going to show the whole thing. There they are. Look at this. That was at one o'clock. And it turned out that was Pastor Dwayne Sheriff. <laughs> They had planned to come in on Sunday and be with us all week, but they had a funeral yesterday, and the funeral went long, and then their flight was late, and then they got to the airport, and they didn't have any cars, and they had to get this taxi, and the driver was a foreigner, and he didn't know where he was going, and they didn't get here till one o'clock. They couldn't get the keypad thing to work, and they had to crawl under the security gate and walk up to the lodge where they're staying. But we're glad that you made it, Dwayne and Sue. We are just really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please will do something else. Yeah. All right. Praise God. 
So for those that don't know, this is Pastor Dwayne Sheriff. He has, is it eight or nine churches? Eight. Eight churches located in uh, Texas and Oklahoma, and just a powerful, powerful minister. We've known each other for probably 30 years or more, and we've communicated a couple of times, but it's only been in the last five or six years that we've become good friends. Dwayne is on my board. Uh, he ministers here in our school on a regular basis, is one of the favorite ministers. And, you know, out of everybody I know, and I've got a lot of great friends, and we have great things that happen. <laughs> I'm complimenting you. I'm not going to do nothing. But I'm just saying that out of all of the people I know, Dwayne and I are the most alike, I think, of any of my friends. It is spooky how alike we are, other than my good looks. <laughs> <laughs> but Dwayne is a super blessing. You're going to love him. And Dwayne is going to be speaking with me in January in Phoenix. We're holding a conference together. And he's also going to be speaking at our minister's conference uh, that starts on either the 29th or 30th of September, uh, the first week of October. And I tell you, you're going to love Pastor Dwayne. Sheriff, this is Amen. Sue, his wife down here. They're awesome. So we're looking Amen. forward to Let's it. go. Hallelujah. What a blessing. I'm so honored always to be a part of this ministry and, and share. And it is such a delight knowing that I'm going to be sharing and complimenting the things of this ministry versus contradicting the things that are coming out of this ministry. And that means a lot to me as a speaker. And I just love this brother. He's such a, a blessing and a good friend. Well, would you do something for me? I do pastor one church, eight locations, and we have live feeds and I know what it feels like for people not to be in the service here, but through that live feed. And so would you welcome all those in the overflow rooms, the other locations, and online with us. Would you welcome them here? Amen. Good job. Amen. We love you, man. Awesome. Well, I am so excited about being here. I'm trying to gather my thoughts. I heard there was a lion, a mountain lion on the property scene and a bear scene. And so I have fought lions and bears and gates to get here, hallelujah. <laughs> so I am thrilled to be here in anticipation of what God, what God wants to do, what, what you are here for to hear. Because the Holy Ghost knows you and the Holy Ghost is working in your life and in your heart, and you're not here by accident. I'm certainly not here by accident. I, I told them that, look, if they don't want me to come, I don't take all these subtle hints. Just tell me not to come back, hallelujah. But I love it here, and we are super blessed. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4, and again, it is such a blessing to be a part of a ministry that understands the finished work of Christ. The finished work of Christ. And for thousands of years, people looked to the cross forward and, and in great hope of the promises of God and the blessings of God. And they were constantly looking forward to get. And yet that mindset has, has set in on so many of God's people of of looking for something to get versus looking back at what we already have, what 
Christ has already, already done what he's already provided for us in his wonderful, wonderful atonement. I was getting a little nervous before the service because of, of just the flow of the Spirit, and I, I say that respectfully to God even, but just my emotions and just the sense of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God and how that we came in knowing that we don't have to, to, to jump rope and, and scream and holler and, and go crazy to get God to come, but that we came in knowing God is here. God is with us, never to leave or forsake us. And all we're doing is letting God arise and his enemies be scattered. Amen. Amen. And his enemies are being scattered. A lot of pastors struggle with that because we want God to arise, but we didn't know the enemies was the deacon board. Amen. Uh, A lot of times a move of God is the worst thing that could happen in most of our churches. And so I'm just glad to see this turn in the body of Christ and the presence of God, the Word of God under the anointing of God, and people learning to receive versus trying to do something to get. And that is a huge paradigm shift that is happening. And it's, it's happening throughout, I believe, the world. And, and I feel so blessed to, to be a small part of that. And again, this ministry, Brother Andrew, is having a powerful impact worldwide on people getting their minds renewed to what's already here. And so that's what this conference is, is called, is, is Healing is Here. And so I want to share from that perspective. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 1, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts. It shall leave them neither root nor branches. Well, he's not talking about us. Amen? I need a better amen than that. Yeah. That, that verse isn't what I'm going to minister on. That's not for us. Verse 2 says, But unto you that fear my name. That's you and I. Amen? But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as a calf out of the stall. I love that poetic language and that picture of, of Jesus as the Son. And notice it's S-U-N of, of righteousness and how that there is healing that is coming out from his, from his wings. And we the people of God that have come to know him and experience him and encounter him and have all these alter experiences with him, we are continually going forth as a calf out of the stall. Now, if you're not a rancher, you may not be able to picture what that's, what that's like. But these calves that are locked up in the stall, I mean, when you let them out, they kick up the carpet, amen? They get after it. They're excited. The freedom, the liberty, amen. That's the picture of our lives and our encounters with God and Him invading our world on a continual, on a regular basis, on a daily basis, walking with us and walking in us and living in us and flowing through us we have that, that joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Well, a lot of people have been robbed of that because they don't understand the resurrection. They don't understand Jesus and his finished work that he has accomplished at Calvary and especially how it relates to our health. He says that he is arisen and he's called the Son, S-U-N, of righteousness. Now, that's not a mistranslation. You can look up many other translations, and it is translated S-U-N as the Son, S-U-N. 
And we know he's not the S-U-N, he's the S-O-N. But the poetic picture is that like the sun that is constant, the S-U-N, like the sun, the S-U-N that brings life and, and light. We can't live, we can't, we can't function without the sun, the S-U-N. And it brings light, it, it brings joy and life. Without the sun, there's no light and there's no life. And so it is with Jesus, the S-O-N. Without Jesus in your life, there's no light to your life and there's no life to your life. But that picture is he's risen and there's these healing rays that are emanating from his person that are just as constant, that are just as consistent as the S-U-N rays no matter what may be blocking the S-U-N, the S-U-N is shining all the time. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. Today we had a thunderstorm come through. And at 4 o'clock, even at the lodge, it was dark. There were these clouds that moved in that blocked the rays of the sun. But it never, ever crossed my mind or I'd have never thought, well, I wonder why the sun went down. I wonder why the sun isn't shining. I wonder what's wrong with the sun. No, I would never, ever question the predictability of the sun, the faithfulness of the sun, the, the consistency of the sun, and the reality, whether I could see it on that porch or feel it, it was there. Can I get a witness? Oh, you don't know where I'm going or I'd have got a better witness. Now, something came between me and the S-U-N, but it didn't change the attitude of the S-U-N, the nature of the S-U-N, the purpose of the S-U-N. No, all that was right there, but there was something that came between me and the S-U-N, and in an hour and a half, whatever that something was, whatever that thick cloud that was a hindrance to those rays was, it dissipated, it began to break up, and as soon as it broke up, that sun that was there the whole time, that light that was there the whole time, that thing that brings life to this planet was there the whole time, and it broke forth, and I began to receive it. I began to be ministered to by it. Yeah, come on. Come on, somebody help me just a little. This is huge in people's minds because so many people are trying to get God to do something that he's already done. They're trying to get something even out of their life to get God to turn the sun on. I'm telling you, Jesus and his person Jesus and his nature, Jesus and his faithfulness, Jesus and what he accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection is as constant, as faithful, as predictable as the, as the sun. And what I've learned as a pastor and what I've learned as a disciple of Jesus is to just receive of the finished work of Jesus Christ and if I'm struggling with anything, any issue in my life, or in our church, or in anyone that I'm pastoring, I never doubt for a moment God's will to heal them because He's already done it. Amen? He's already provided it. It's there. There must be something like a cloud that can come between you and the S-U-N and hinder the rays. There must just be something that's hindering that that grace that's hindering that flow of the life of Christ because by his stripes 
we were healed. And so I've learned to, to just deal with my own relationship with the Lord. You know, a lot of people do want to approach God in a, a level other than relationship. And you have a personal relationship with the Lord, and He wants to talk to you and walk with you every single day. And there may be a cloud in your life that's standing between you and those healing rays that are emanating from the resurrection or the resurrected Jesus. And so it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility to tell you, hey, here's what's hindering you from receiving, not God healing you. God knows where you're at. God knows where you're at better than you know where you've been. <laughs> and he is faithful to, to open your eyes, the eyes of your understanding. And there's many things he shared with us in the Word, and I'm going to highlight some of these things that can be hindrances to the healing power of God in your life that could be hindering you from receiving. Not hindering God from giving, but hindering you from receiving. See, no matter how many clouds become or how many clouds come between me and the S-U-N, it doesn't change the nature of the S-U-N. It doesn't change the reality of those rays are there and they're available. And I just need to, to wait till those clouds are removed and that which was there the whole time. Those clouds cannot stop those rays from coming. They can hinder me from receiving, but they can't stop them from coming. There is nothing in your life that can stop God from healing you and manifesting a healing in your life if you receive. Okay, the reason I'm doing this is I'm slipping into a little bit of pastoring, and I don't have time for it, so I'm trying to encourage myself now out loud. Because I'm just going to highlight some things, and many times people, they don't know how to listen. One of the things that will help you become a... A, a disciple for Jesus, a disciplined follower and fruitful in the kingdom is learn how to listen. I'm telling you, people don't know how to listen. They don't know how to hear. They haven't taken heed to what Jesus told us in Mark chapter 4, take heed what you hear. And that's not just talking about what you hear with your outer ear, what you're listening to, it applies to that. But you have to take heed what you hear sitting there right now. I can tell some of you have never publicly spoken. I stand amazed at what people tell me I've said. And I didn't say that, but that's what they heard. And so you have to learn to hear. You have to learn to discipline your, your ear and your mind to hear what God is saying to you or God is saying to the church, to the church. And so as I highlight these, many times people, people think that I'm condemning them or, or these things bring condemnation. I'll deal with that in the list as I go over it. But let me just say to you before I just fly through some of these and then I want to get into what I really believe the Lord wants me to share but this will set it up. Uh, none of these are ever meant to condemn anybody. You know if I was to say and the Spirit spoke to me and said hey you've got some known habitual unrepented sin here in your life. You should shout if the Lord just told you what your cloud is. Why would, you, why would you get condemned and be, oh, man, it's sin in my life? Well, man, if it's sin in your life, let's shout. We can repent right now. Be cleansed and washed. That's over. Amen. 
Well, the Bible talks about a spirit of infirmity. You may be under demonic assault. You mean it's the devil that's making? You mean I got a demon problem? Oh, my God, this is terrible. No, this is good. The devil's easy to deal with. You're the hard one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, the devil's already been judged. I can rebuke the devil and ship his saddle home. I am the sheriff of the spirit world. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't have to pray. I don't have to be nice. Bam. So if something is demonic, that's almost exciting because he's already been judged and, and he has to respond to the name of Jesus. See, you have been judged. Final judgment hadn't happened for you, so I got to put up with you. I got to walk through this with you now and love you. Bless my heart. So, don't let any of these condemn you. If all of a sudden something speaks to you, that's God trying to remove a cloud so that those healing rays will not be hindered and you just simply receive of the mercy and grace of God in your life. And so number one, let's look at the first one real quick, easiest one I think. Number one is, is a, a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. You know, people are constantly asking me, why aren't people healed? Why are so many people sick? Why this? Why that? Well, I don't have all the answers. But one of the biggest problems with people asking questions that I've discovered is most of them don't want the answer. <laughs> that was the biggest shock of my life going into ministry. I thought everybody wanted help. Not true. I thought when people ask me a question, they want the answer. Not true. One of the reasons churches are full of sick people is no knowledge of God. They do not have a knowledge of by His stripes we are healed. They do not have a knowledge of what Jesus paid for them. Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How many of you know healing is a part of the grace of God? Okay. And how many of you know when you're healed, that's a part of peace? Well, grace and peace, which would encompass healing, grace and peace multiplied, be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. So you have to have a knowledge. You have to know God's Word. You, have to, you can't have faith independent of the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith doesn't come by praying. Don't misunderstand me. You need to pray. But faith doesn't come by praying. Uh, faith doesn't come by whining or begging or pleading. I thought I prayed for years. All I did was complain in the name of Jesus. And it didn't work. You have to hear God. You have to have a word from God. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God is because faith begins and ends where God is known. And the only way you can get a knowledge of God that is unadulterated is from the Word of God. So knowledge. And don't think you know all there is about healing or all there is about uh, God using you in healing. Amen. We're finally seeing a breakthrough in the charismatic move. We, we might not see it die after all. It's close. It's on its deathbed. And, and yet I'm seeing a breakthrough where finally many people are saying, you know, we, we know a lot more than we knew before we got into the movement, but we don't know piddling little basically about God. It takes a lot of humility to go, God, I know I know something about this, but compared to what you know, I know nothing. And so the lack of humility has, has shut off the knowledge of God in this subject. 
because you'll never quit learning about this if you walk with God. Number two, second, second hindrance to our, to our healing or receiving our, our healing is a misunderstanding of the old covenant law versus new covenant grace. Well, we could spend, we could do conference upon conference upon conference. And you don't realize, I love, everybody say, I love, love. Brother Dwayne. I'm going to say some hard, sharp things. And if you, if you could come for, 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 for 16 weeks, I could be a lot nicer. I'm not trying to be mean. I just have limited time. So I've got to say it. You'd be shocked at how much law is in all of our hearts, how much legalism is in all of our hearts, and how that old covenant law has damaged so many people. And when it comes to receiving a miracle, when it comes to receiving the power of God, many people short-circuit the grace of God because of law. These two covenants do not mix. And, and that just takes so much. Romans chapter 4, verse 15 says that it was the law that worked God's wrath. That's a revelation to most people. Most people think it's sin that works God's wrath. No, before the law, you saw how long-suffering God was and how long it took for His wrath over sin to be manifest. It got down to eight people, Noah and his family, before God judged the earth. That's how long-suffering He is with man's weakness, et cetera, et cetera. But boy, when the law came, with the law came curses associated with the law, and with the law came wrath for breaking the law. And I'm telling you, that has impacted so many people's minds that have even come out of religion, so to speak, and out of, out of a lot of tradition. But man, I deal with people every day over this. You know, when you start really believing and you start praying for people, you'll deal with this every day of your life if you're in ministry. You know, I just, I love this man so much. I've seen four people raised from the dead, and I have friends that have raised people from the dead, and I'm still confused over it. The first lady I saw raised from the dead, I, I don't know that I've ever told the whole story because I'm embarrassed to tell the story. I got a call. She was sick. I was late. <laughs> She's in the hospital. And I couldn't find anybody. And so I asked one of the nurse, where's so-and-so? Well, she's in that room over there. I walked in. I prayed over her. I spoke the word of God over her. And I thanked God for her life and left. I didn't know she was dead. <laughs> I rebuked the devil. I commanded her to be healed. She didn't respond. But I've pastored for over 30 years. What's new about that? I found out later she was dead. They're all excited. That ain't much of a testimony, amen? You see stuff like that, and you're going to be praying every day for people, and you're going to be used and abused because of where people are. And man, this thing about these curses and punishment and how under the Old Testament law, Deuteronomy chapter 28 says it's the Lord will do this and the Lord will do that and the Lord will do this if you don't obey and hearken unto His voice. And people have a hard time reconciling all that. But you shouldn't. That was under the Old Testament law and it was curses. Everybody say curses. curses. It was punishments. 
It was not God teaching them anything. When you look at everybody that was judged under the Old Testament law, they didn't learn nothing. They died. <laughs> We're supposed to learn. <laughs> and yet how many people struggle with, well, maybe this sickness is God teaching me something, or maybe I've sinned and God's cursing me. Maybe I'm Galatians 3.13, you don't need to go to Bible school, though I highly recommend coming here because I'm one of the instructors. <laughs> you don't need to go to Bible school to understand Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it's written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles now through faith in Christ. Jesus didn't just bear my sins like I was taught in church. He bore my punishment for my sins. He bore my curse. He bore all God's wrath against me. God will never be against me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Thank you, Jesus. A lot of people struggle in receiving their healing, though, because of their past. And, you know, maybe God's punishing me. And, and those of us that have children, we struggle with what sin did I commit in a previous life? <laughs> and then you sit there and you catch yourself going, I don't even believe in reincarnation and I must have done something bad. It'll hinder the power of God in your life. It'll hinder you from receiving of the grace of God. Now, it won't hinder God. The minute you yield to God, bam! It's yielding to God and dealing with that guilt and that, that condemnation and that shame and, and that, that knowledge of that law and not learning how to come out from under it under grace. So that's a, that's a hindrance in many people's lives. Number three, the traditions of men. The traditions of men. You have to be careful. And if you're struggling, I'm not trying to condemn you in this, but you need to sit in the presence of God and make sure you're not laboring under some tradition of men. Because Mark chapter 7, verses 7 through 13, Jesus taught and said that the traditions of men will make the word of God of none effect. Think about that. Psalms 107, verse 20 says, He sent His word and healed us and delivered us from all our destructions. The word of God's been going forth all week. He sends his word and healing just comes. Well, why isn't everybody healed? I don't know, but the traditions of men are real. I, I Help me, Jesus. Be nice. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I struggle with this Paul's thorn in the flesh issue. And, and I mean, I'm in settings where you, you want to be polite. You, you want to be nice. You, you never want to be rude or... or, or I'm struggling. But you just can't imagine how many people are in bondage and how many people that's a cloud that's hindering them from receiving. They don't even know it. But they have in the back of their mind that if, if Paul had an Asian eye disease and Paul was sick and he raised people from the dead and he was awesome and he wrote most of the New Testament or nearly two-thirds of the New Testament, maybe I'm not worthy to be healed if Paul was sick. You'd be shocked how many people that's a cloud and you need to understand that. And I've got an entire hour on that in the CDs that I'm giving you. Then there's Timothy and, and his stomach problem. And man, I don't, I'm not going there. And then there's Epaphroditus and, and, and his situation and how, how Paul had to leave him sick one time. I deal with all that in those CDs I'm giving you. Trophimus, how he overworked himself. Just because you're anointed and just because you're in the ministry, you can't overwork yourself. I'm not, I'm not going to break into every place I preach at 1 o'clock in the morning. 
<laughs> the next video you'll see that I come here, I'm going to have a gun next time. I'm going to shoot that gate. And you'll know I'm here. Hallelujah. The traditions of men. And so you have to search your heart. Is there something you've heard that healing died and passed away with the last apostle? Do you know how many people believe that with all their heart? Do you know how many people are mixed up with the traditions of men and a perversion of sovereignty and how they really believe God's making them sick? You've you got to deal with That's a cloud. And you need to deal with that and ask God to help you with that. Number four, and this one's tough. This one's tough. Number four, not discerning the body. Not discerning the body. You know, I can't tell you how many people, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm really disciplined in my response and, and try not to, to just get in the flesh about it, but I can't tell how many people will come up to me and they will say, well, if God wills to heal all, because I believe God wills to heal all. I believe God wills to heal all, all the time, Amen. every time, without exception. Amen. And that puts me in a big-time minority. Yes, but I believe that with all my heart. I do. And so I'll get people all upset at me. Well, what about so-and-so? He believed God and died. And are you telling me it wasn't God's will for my mama to die? She believed God and died. And I know a preacher, a preacher that preached healing and he died. Well, first of all, I recommend not dying if you don't believe God. <laughs> you very much. Then you look them in the eye and say, I can't tell you why your mama died and I don't have a word and I doubt I'll ever get a word from God on why your mama died. But if you don't straighten up and learn what God says, you're going to die. <laughs> See, everybody wants to know why'd they die, why'd they die. I don't know, but do you want to live? You want me to give an answer that there's not an answer for, but then you won't accept an answer on how to live. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul said, because you don't discern the Lord's body, many are weak, sickly, and sleep. That's right out of the Bible. I don't even have to make anything up to give you an answer. Why are so many people sick in the church? Because they don't discern the body of Christ. Well, the thunderous applause left. Let me get back here where it's safe. Uh, the New Living Translation says, that is why many of you are weak, sick, and some have even died. Because you don't discern the body of Christ. Think about that for a minute. You know, I... Just think of it in the light of, I'm going to discern the body of Christ. I'm going to honor the body of Christ. I'm going to discern the body of Christ, His body, and by His stripes I'm healed. And I'm going to discern the body of Christ. Amen. That you are the body of Christ. And I'm going to discern that. I'm going to treat you like Jesus. Now, when you act like you, I'm going to talk to you like Jesus would. But I'm going to treat you like Jesus would because you're His, you're his body. See, I'm just, I'm answering a thousand questions right there on why there's so much sickness run, running rapid in even spirit-filled churches where people believe in healing. You can believe in healing and still die. 
of all kinds of diseases. If you're not discerning the body, the scriptures are clear. That's a major cloud in your life. So I'm not going to worry about it or get all upset about it or mixed up or messed up. I'm just going to discern the body. Just going to honor members of the body of Christ. Did you know if, if, if you don't even believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, did you know you're dishonoring the body of Christ? Because a lot of healings are going to come through the gifts. But you don't believe in the gifts. And you don't believe those people. You're not honoring the body. Do you realize if we honored the body and all the gifts in the body, the potential and the power of God's here to heal everybody because God heals all the time, every time, but not always the same way. He heals many different ways. And one of the ways is through the body. Did you know if you're sick, you need the body to lay hands on you? It's one of the ways God heals. So you better discern the body. See, I, I knew I couldn't highlight that. Bless my heart. Number five, living in known habitual unrepented sin. John chapter 5, verse 14, Jesus heals a guy at a pool of Bethesda. 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 That's right. I think that's right. It was a pool. And, and told him to go and sin no more lest a worse thing come upon you. Well, everybody say, I love Brother Dwayne. Well, brother, that was under the Old Testament. Jesus operating under the Old Testament, and, you know, we're under grace now and great. Bulletin. Jesus was full of grace and truth. Grace looked at a guy and said, hey, deal with sin. Don't let it deal with you. You deal with it. Brother, are you, are you saying that sin is what caused me to be this sick? Or are you trying to say I'm the biggest sinner in this, in this gathering? Uh-oh. When it gets quiet like that, that means I got where I'm supposed to get. That's... See, people want to be healed. They want to receive of the grace of God but then they don't want to walk with God. Why, why are we wanting to get healed? Well, that's just, that's a whole nother teaching. You, you, that, now that, that doesn't sound right. I, I'm not wanting to, I, I, I walk in health and I am believing in health and walking in health, not because I don't want to be sick or uncomfortable, I have a call on my life and I can't, I can't get it. I can't fight lions and tigers and, and, and gates if I'm sick. <laughs> and not that I keep bringing that up because it bothers me. It's just I didn't bring it up. Number six, demonic assault. Jesus talked about in Luke 13, a woman with a spirit of infirmity. Some things are just demonic. And we don't have all the answers to that, but we can sure rebuke the devil. Number seven, unbelief and different kinds of unbelief. I did some teaching recently on prayer and fasting and the reason for prayer and fasting. And when it comes to unbelief, a lot of us struggle with understanding unbelief. And there's different kinds of unbelief. And I know in my own life, I struggled with this because I just know I believe, but I'm operating in some form or kind of unbelief in certain situations. 
And I know maybe you've never done that, but there was a man that, that was struggling with getting his son delivered. And he, he just, he fessed up to Jesus and he just simply said, Lord, I do believe. See, he did believe or he wouldn't have brought his son to the disciples. He did believe or he wouldn't have brought his son to Jesus. So he had some form of belief, some form of faith. But he said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. And some of you think that the only form of unbelief is, is just a lack of the knowledge of the Word of God. And so because you have gotten in the Word of God and faith has come, you don't understand that there's different kinds of, of unbelief. And it can be a cloud in your life, just your carnality, just being carnal. And learning how to, to, to discipline your senses. Because if you are the real deal, and, and I'm speaking to people way beyond this beautiful congregation here. If you're the real deal, you're going to have some issues in your life and in your walk with God where you believe it with all your heart, but you're struggling with what's wrong. I believe it and I don't have to see it, but I'd like to. I believe it and I don't have to feel it, but boy, a duck bump or two would help. That's my own terminology. Goosebump, chicken skin, can I get a witness from this side? Now, unbelief, we all... See, this is, the, this is the dirty little secret. Just because people are on a platform or on national TV doesn't mean they never struggle with unbelief. And there's a perspective that people have that aren't in those positions that think something's bad wrong with them if they're struggling or if they're wrestling with something. No, we all struggle with stuff. We all wrestle with stuff. And so that's a cloud that God wants to eliminate. Number eight, boy, this is huge. Strife, contention, offense, unforgiveness. This can be a cloud in a believer's life. James 3.16 says where envy, and most preachers reek with envy. Most churches reek with envy. Amen. I'm not being mean. I'm in a hurry. There's a difference. Where envy... And strife is there's confusion and every evil work. Can I get a witness? Sickness is an evil work. People getting offended just over nothing. And you, you think that's not going to affect your health? You think that's not contributing and that that's not a wide open door to the enemy? Who, listen to this. This is what's cool too. Sorry, I'm getting excited again. But John 10.10, Jesus said the thief comes to steal. Kill and destroy. He comes to steal. Well, he can't steal what's not there. So if sickness knocks on my door, that's a sure sign I'm healed. Just like I used to unbelieve and get condemned. What's wrong with me? I was terrible. Now I get excited when I unbelieve. Because you can't unbelieve till you believe. You don't unbelieve anything you unbelieve. Unbelief don't even start till you believe. And so when unbelief comes, I go, whoa, I must have believed. And a little un got in there. <laughs> Come on now, somebody help me. <laughs> See, we are not the sick trying to get healed. We're the healed that the dumb devil's trying to make sick. Yeah. 
to get rich. We are the rich that the devil and the government is trying to make poor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a hurry. Let's hurry. Number nine, this is my favorite one. Here's a major cloud. Number nine, condemnation over clouds. Gosh, I got to hurry. I don't know how my time's going. I still, I need to get out of this introduction, but I shared, <laughs> I shared Sunday with our people and over the live feed that it is not in my heart. Jesus said that out of a good man's heart comes good treasures. Out of an evil man's heart comes evil treasures. You remember that? You, you can't, you can't in abundance even say what's not in your heart. It has to get in there in abundance before you say it. It doesn't mean you don't misspeak sometimes. I'm talking about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what I was sharing with the people is if I'm ever sharing and you're condemned, I'm not condemning you. It's not in my heart to condemn you. It is impossible for me to condemn any of you. I, I will nothing but goodwill for you. There's nothing in my heart for everyone but good treasures. Hallelujah. But guess what? When the Word of God is ministered under the anointing of God, there's an encounter with your heart. And 1 John chapter 3 says it's your heart that condemns you. If our heart condemns God is greater than our heart and knows all things. If our heart condemns not, then we have confidence toward God. See, it's your heart that condemns you. So you have to learn to deal with condemnation and quit blaming the speaker for condemning you. That's a trap of the devil. I'm not condemning you. If you're condemned, it's your own heart that's condemning you or it's the devil. And you need to deal with one or both of those. Amen? Amen. And so we're not condemned. All right. Here's what I want to share on. That was my introduction. And the good news is the message will be shorter. Uh, <laughs> the biggest cloud that I dealt with early, not only in my healing, but in praying for the sick. See, I not only need to get to a place that I do not waver over God's will to heal me, I need to make sure it's so in my heart that every person I ever pray for, I never waver on God's will to heal them. Because they'll try to, while they're down here asking you to pray for them, they'll try to talk you out of their healing. It'll, it, they'll do it. They'll give you all kinds of reasons why they're sick, and you're not being mean. They just don't understand it's a, it's a healing line, not a counseling center. I really hate it that I, and I don't have time, but man, one of the things that just went through me for years was special prayer. I just don't get the special prayer thing, and I can't find special prayer in the Bible. And everybody needs special prayer. And they'll say, Pastor, this is special. I need special prayer. I got a special problem. Your, your prayers. I mean, can you imagine God and I? Special problem. Special prayer. Hey! Right. Call, call the angels together. Get Gabriel on his horn. Play a song. We need special prayer. You're, you're going to have to hawk the throne. To have the resources. I listen to, and I love her. I'm not being mean. She might be watching right now. I love you. 
But I mean, I listened to a lady one time trying to be patient, trying to be kinder about it. Other people standing in line needing prayer. Finally, I just said, what's your problem? Well, it's special problem. What's your problem? Well, I don't know if you'll... Lady, you tell me your problem right now in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Or I'm not praying for you. Now, I know that sounds terrible. (laughs) She she looked up at me and she said, I have a headache. (laughs) Man, my first thought was, me too. (laughs) I love you. But the devil has got your head all messed up if you think a headache. What was my point? Did I make it? What, what, what was I on before I really got on track? Prayer, special prayer. How did I? Man, this sounds like the price is right. <laughs> You can't waver. I couldn't waver. I wanted to lay hands on her suddenly. And, and, and I don't need to be that way. Here's what happens. Watch this. People waver because of experiences they've had and experiences they've seen other people. Well, if God wills to heal all again, why did so-and-so die? Hey, I go to a church that believes in healing and, and we prayed for the guy on the stage that had cancer and he died. Yeah. Again, why did they die? Why did they? We know a preacher that died. Here's what happens. People want to interpret the Word of God in the light of human experiences. And the devil's got you. That's a cloud, darling. That's a cloud. You've got to get that cloud out of your head. That's a, that's a cumulus cloud. That, that. Now that's a stratus cloud. That's a thick puppy. And, and, and you've got to get that out of your head because... If you allow that in your head, you're going to hinder the power of God. Well, I knew somebody that loved Jesus and they didn't get healed. So you just told me you think, you think healing is predicated on your love for God. And healing is not predicated on your love for God. Healing is predicated on God's love for you. Amen. Not your love for God. It's good to love God, but he's a big boy. If you don't love him, he still loves you. And so we have to learn to interpret all of our experiences in the light of Scripture. Go real quick to 3 John, and let's fly through some Scriptures here. And they really didn't put a time up. And um, third, 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 I'll hurry, I'll hurry. 3 John, let's go to 3 John. Very familiar. Pastor Greg ministers on this often. Look at this, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. Even as thou walkest in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Now, that passage connects healing and God's will to heal And you talk about a meditation scripture and to get this image right on the inside of you of God's love for you and God's will. I wish above all things. That's that's over the top. We wouldn't expect. I really wonder how many people would expect if Jesus walked right through those doors manifested. We know he's walking up and down the aisles. 
by the Spirit. We know that. But what if we saw it? I mean, all of us with our eyes, he walked up here. I bet you few of us would dare to believe that he would say, you know what? Let me tell you what I wish above all things. I wish above all things. Because, I mean, he'd have our attention. You mean above everything, Jesus. What do you wish? I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Because prosperity is a whole lot more than money. Prosperity in the Bible is wholeness of life. You're not a prosperous person just because you're rich. If you, if, you, if you don't have a healthy marriage, you're not prosperous. If you don't have functional kids, you're not prosperous. If you're not a part of the, the body in love, that's not, that's not full prosperity. So prosperity in, includes so much of wholeness in my life. And he, he would say, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. That would blow most people's mind. And yet the Bible's the Bible. He's not going to say anything that he, he hadn't written. And he says, your soul is connected to that. But watch this now, and this is vital. He says, I heard of how you're walking in the truth. And he said, I have no greater joy than to hear that you walk in truth. See, there's, there's something better than healing, it's health. And there's something most people don't know and that is, saints, even in receiving a healing from God tonight, you're still going to have to walk in some measure or level of truth to maintain that healing. And just because you get healed of one thing now doesn't mean you're going to understand and be able to receive 10 years from now. So you better learn the truth. And you better be seeking truth constantly and walking in the truth. And so this mind renewal thing is a constant thing in our lives. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Watch this, holy, acceptable unto God. Did you know in your prayer time, if you're struggling with maintaining your healing or you're struggling with the assault of trying to steal your healing... Did you know part of a healthy prayer and daily walk with God would be offering your body to God a holy sacrifice? This is your body, God. That's why I know, bless our hearts, we are dumber than a rock sometimes. <laughs> How could anybody think God wouldn't will to heal your body? Your body is his temple. Amen. Why would God not repair his own temple? Why would he not strengthen his own temple? See, you don't discern the body of Christ. Well, that's just my spirit. No, the Bible says you're to glorify God in your spirit and your bodies, which are His. Your body doesn't belong to you. See, this is what brings peace when you're praying. This is what helps you fight the good fight of faith when you're under assault with a disease or, or a sickness is, is that sanctifying of yourself that this body belongs to God. And I present it to you, God, holy, acceptable, which is my reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say renewing. renewing. You're transformed in your lives by the renewing of your minds, not the removing of your minds. <laughs> I grew up in a church where we thought the removing of our mind would bring transformation. And it was a circus every, every week. And somehow or another, you couldn't be used by God if you thought. No, 
We hinder God when we think independent of His Word. When we choose carnal thinking over spiritual thinking. And so, watch this. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, everybody say prove, prove. what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, again, because of time constraints, let me just say this. I've got some teaching on it. I do not believe in three wills of God. I don't believe there's a good will, an acceptable will, and a perfect will. I'm not 100% sure about that. I, I, I'm not going to argue about it and that kind of thing. But I really believe God has one will for my life, and it's good. And I believe he has one will for my life, and it's acceptable. I need to accept it, not trying to convince him I know what's best for me. And I believe God's will for my life is perfect. But whether you're going to get that worked out or not, here's the issue. He says, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. See, you wouldn't be here if you didn't believe God willed to heal. You wouldn't be here. You believe God wills to heal. You'll never prove it. The word prove means demonstrate or experience personally. The way you prove the will of God to heal is to get your mind renewed to His will to heal you and not accept anything else. You're going to have to start to fight. You're going to have to learn to fight something besides me. I'm the good guy. I wear the white hat in this deal. You're going to have to quit fighting each other. You're going to have to learn what to fight and how to fight. You've got to quit fighting with God. Amen. Renew your mind to the fight with God is over. And Jesus fought that fight for you. And you're accepted in the beloved. But boy, if you think you're going to go through this life and not have to fight things that contradict God's will, you're not thinking, you're not, you're not living Man, I know God's will in about five areas of my life, and right now, every one of them are under assault. And I know God's will without a doubt. Amen. And so I have to fight the good fight of faith. Last, last passage, um, as far as your mind and the renewing of your mind, because we don't want to just know God's will. We want to prove God's will. Turn over to James, and we'll close. James chapter 1. And this is so, so powerful. They're going to give you some notes on, on just stories that I like on God's will to heal. And they're in those CDs that I taught, just how that the woman with the issue of blood, for instance, there was power available to heal everybody, but only one woman got healed. Not because God willed to only heal one woman. She tapped it. She received. Yeah. Jesus didn't even know who healed her. See, it, Sorry, I've got to quit. We think God is the one picking and choosing God wills to heal it, but he didn't will to heal you. We don't know why, but you never know what God's going to do. Well, I know what God's going to do, and I don't mean to sound arrogant, but he's going to do what's right. He's going to do what he said in his word. He's going to do what is, is, is love. Amen or only. Jesus did not, I mean, I just don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy, and maybe I'm a little loopy, as our little sister said. But that amazes me. He said, power just went out of me. Somebody touched me. He didn't even know. So see, evidently, it wasn't God picking and choosing and God evaluating and going, oh, too many clouds. No. 
the woman with the issue of blood removed all obstacles. And it just says her faith. Jesus said, your faith made you whole. Well, if her faith will make her whole, why won't ours? It will. And then there's the centurion. They'll give you references to that. My favorite story, and I'm going to just say it in that way, finish. Because it's my favorite story is a Seraphonician woman. And uh, I can't wait to meet that lady when I get to heaven. She was awesome. Her daughter had an issue, and that woman knew the will of God. If there was everybody or anybody that could have got confused, it would have been her with some of the things Jesus said to her. And yet that woman just would not let go. And everything God had to say, I agree. He even called her a dog. Can you imagine pastoring a church and calling everybody a dog? How many people would tithe next week? <laughs> it ain't happening. But you, you, you watch her and you meditate on that and you imagine her and the obstacles that woman overcame to receive. It, and, and Jesus said that she had great faith and it's the only time he ever said that. And if you look it up in the, in the Greek concordance, the word great there is mega mega. The, the Roman centurion had great faith, but it's just translated great. The Seraphonician woman had mega, mega, mega. Like when you go to 7-Eleven, there's 16 hours, 32 hours, 64 hours. <laughs> mega gulp! There's mega faith in here tonight. I felt it earlier. Some of you are just not going to be denied. Let's end with this. James chapter 1 James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given. How many of you believe the Word of God? Amen. That just said, ask, and it will be given. And that God's not going to upbraid you. Upbraid means discipline. You scold you. Rebuke you. God's not going to go, no, I'm not going to give it because you made your bed, like I was taught, you made your bed lie in it. God's not that way. People are that way, and some of you did make your bed, you're lying in it. But Jesus wants you to take up your bed and walk. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I'm not going to hold anything against you. But let him ask in faith... Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive. Everybody say receive. receive. Let not that man, this double-minded man, let him not think he will receive. Well, y'all just aren't, aren't disciplined enough yet. Let's try it again. That this double-minded man, let it, you can ask, God gives it, but if you're double-minded, let not that man think he will it did not say God wouldn't give it. Even in double-mindedness, God's not withholding it. You're just not able to receive it. So what do we need to do? Be single-minded. <laughs> Isn't that simple? I'm sorry. I don't have anything too deep for you. You, you need to quit being double-minded. Well, you never know. Well, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Well... I know a sister, she was more holy than me, and she died. <laughs> Double-minded. It hinders you from receiving. So I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to believe God 
to stretch forth his hand and that signs and wonders would be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. Because the presence of God is here to heal us all. To heal us all. We're going to see those beatings. My, my twin brother is older than I. But as the younger brother, I, I'll admit too, it is rare to see as many miracles as we've seen this week in one meeting. And, and we've both seen and been a part of, I mean, huge crusades. When I taught the healing series, we had well over a couple of hundred people healed during that series, and people are continuing to be healed. And so I'm so excited about, about that. But those testimonials, testimonials are rare and unfortunately rare, but I believe by the Spirit of God that something has broke in the kingdom of God. Something is changing. It is. I, I feel it. I feel it. And when I say I feel it, I'm not talking about my physical man. Your spirit has feelings. Your spirit man has feelings. Bowels of compassion. I feel the compassion of Jesus more and more in every meeting that, that is flowing. And there's a, there's a breakthrough. And I believe the key to that breakthrough is grace. And that's why you're seeing an emergence of grace and, the, and an understanding of grace. Because once you see the grace of God, it takes all the, all the fight with God out. It takes all the battle with God is over. And he's here. He is a God of war. And he is fighting against cancer. He's still fighting against diseases. He is on your side. And all you need to do is receive, just yield. Father, as we, as we close out this time together in the kingdom, I thank you today that the kingdom of God does suffer violence. But the violent take it by force. Lord, thank you that we, we don't have to take anything by force from you. You freely gave it in grace, mercy, and love. And we are taking back lost ground. We are taking back what was bought and paid for in the blood of Jesus, in the, on the back of Jesus, his stripes. We are healed. We, we do not have to command you as many have falsely accused others. We are not here tonight to command you to do anything. You've already commanded a blessing on us. You've already commanded life and immortality into us and among us. And so today we command the forces of darkness to bow their knee to the name of the holy child Jesus. We command disease to bow its knee to the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. We command anything that contradicts your word to be realized. We command people's bodies to be made whole. We command their body to respond to the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for manifesting it speedily. We thank you for executing judgment on our prayers, executing judgment on the works of the devil. We, as the body of Christ, 
continue to receive the anointing of God upon us that we might go about doing good, healing all that are oppressed of the devil. I praise you for that healing springing forth. I praise you for clouds being removed. We forgive anybody that's trespassed against us. We, we say we want to honor your body, oh God. Father, we, we just, we quickly repent of anything that is a stronghold and we ask for help and that great grace would break any sin off of our lives. For where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound, Father. And so I just thank you for that healing springing forth. I thank you in advance for the testimonies we'll hear of. And I praise you for it. If I could get a Kleenex, please. I'd sure appreciate that. A Kleenex. And I want to wait just a minute. Thank you, sir. Thank you, God. Father, I thank you for the prayer warriors in this ministry, those that have been trained and taught to pray and to lay hands on the sick and to not waver. And I sense a great move coming out of here, Father, a great army, the mobilizing of saints to do the work of the ministry. Father, I thank you for Carly. And I just thank you for the anointing upon her, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I just speak over Carly in Jesus' name that the anointing of servants past would just increase in her life and that it would flow upon her, that it would flow out of her, that her heart and the sensitivity of her heart would be united to your heart and that she would be moved with compassion. I see her stepping out, Father. I see her flowing in the things of the Spirit of God. I see her seeing and discerning and speaking and lives being touched and changed. I pray, oh God, for confidence as she learns to hear your voice, as she learns to yield, to flow in the things of the Spirit of God. And I pray it be unto her according to her faith in Jesus' name. And I praise you for it, Father. And I thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just yield. And we just thank you for those that are in the overflow rooms. Nobody's being cheated tonight. Those that are at those locations and those other campuses, nobody's being cheated in Jesus' name. Those that are at home that are for real, that are crying out, you're touching them right now. You're moving and ministering beyond man's limitations. And even with man, things are becoming possible that wasn't possible generations before. Thank you for technology and thank you, Holy Ghost. You're not afraid of it or intimidated by it, but you can work with it if our hearts are pure. Help us keep our hearts pure, Father, for the pure in heart shall see God. Thank you, Father for the light of our eye being single and our body being filled with, with light. And I praise you for that and I thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for touching people right where they sit right now, just miraculously. 
that, that bam, it's springing forth. I, 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 I see it. I thank you for it. I praise you for it, that it's springing forth in their body right now. Hallelujah. As you're praising God, as you're praying, you need to just, sometimes you get to pray and you're not even thinking about it. You just need to check things out right now. There's, there's, there's a change. Thank you, Father, for that change. Thank you for people just receiving all over this house, all over this congregation, all over those overflow rooms, Father, and locations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for Daniel in Jesus' name. I thank you for stretching forth your hand upon him and that it's not just words that he is saying. It's not just a cliche, the best is yet to come. Father, I believe he's prophesying over the body of Christ and we believe those words. But Father, I believe the best is yet to come for Daniel. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a harvest, Daniel, coming of seed sown and, and seed sown and seed sown and seed sown. And you've not aborted those seeds, but they've been dormant for a season and for a time. The Lord says that season and that time is upon you. And that refreshing you spoke of by the presence of the Lord is watering seeds you know not of, seeds you have sown for decades that you've just trusted God with. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is watering those seeds, Daniel, and they're taking root and a harvest, a quick harvest is coming. There's an explosion coming in your ministry and in your music and in your impact and in your influence and that all those years of training are coming to an apex. They're coming to a point, a focus, a laser. And you are going to bear much, much fruit. And Father, I bless him and I bless his music ministry over this house and many other houses and that his, his anointing is increasing for a purpose and for something that, again, he's been faithful and labored that you're going to give the increase in Jesus' name. And I speak that with all faith and confidence over him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Somebody's being healed right now of sinuses. Issues with your sinuses. You just need to receive that. And if that's a part of, 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 of our extended ministry right now, again, it, many times people, they don't understand when you're in a, a setting like this and a word like that comes, I've actually saw people go, no, I'm, I'm believing on my own. That, that, that's not for me. I'm believing, I'm believing I receive. A, this is your moment. You are believing, and it's here. And, it, and, he, and God gave you that extra. Yeah, how, 
how did the gift, how did the, what is the purpose in that anyway? It's that, it's that just God sees you, God is touching you in your heart. It just gives you that extra confidence to just, here's your, here's your manifestation. It's not that God's healing you right now. He healed you 2,000 years ago and bam, a point of contact happened. And you just need to receive that. Because I'm not talking about just your nose running. This is serious sinus issues. And, and you've struggled with this. And today is your day. And Father, I thank you for that. Thank you for opening our sister's ears that were deaf. We praise you for hearing being restored. In Jesus' name, that anointing is not just for her. I speak that over this house, over this congregation, over this moment in time. As you invade time once again. You are the God that created time and you invade it at a specific moment and place and season. And I thank you for restoring ears in Jesus' name. That death, death, deaf ears are opening, but people that are, are damaged in their hearing, they're being healed right now in Jesus' name, Father. And I just thank you. We believe we receive that. They're going to hear the difference right now. They're going to hear the difference right now in Jesus' name. They're going to hear the difference. Somebody, and it's probably close. I don't want to exclude. There is no time or distance. You're close to my heart and God's heart right now. And that could mean outside of this building. You're struggling with a rash, some type of rash on your, on your left. This is my left, left hand. It's either your face or your shoulder, but you've just got this rash. You've been praying, you've been believing, and God is healing that, manifesting that right now. And you'll know it right now. If you're here, you will know it right now. So if that's you, you just check yourself out. You just begin to thank God. And if it's beyond this house, that's a word from the Lord to, to, to take that away now. It's not even going to be progressive. It's leaving right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. My goodness. My goodness. Something with our... Uh, thank you, Jesus. Something wrong. It, I, I don't know if that's your groin or just the inside of your leg. You've hurt your leg. And that manifestation, that healing, that breakthrough is happening right now in your left leg. Uh, growing area, who is that? I just feel that so strong. Do, can you tell a difference right now? I'm not talking about by faith. Check your leg right now. Stand up, move around, act on your faith. If you believe you're receiving right now, stand on it. Move around. Move around. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you can tell a difference already? Raise your one hand. Raise your other hand if you can tell the difference. You know you're touched and it's man. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we want to see the day that we can just sit around the table and these things manifest in simplicity and just interaction with each other and with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just doing something just awesome as a point of contact these precious people's lives. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Anybody have anything else? Oh, amen. We do too. Thank you, Jesus. We say thank you. We love you.
Awesome. You know, Dwayne wasn't just praying. He was prophesying over Carly and Daniel. I believe that's a word. And Carly, God has separated you tonight. You know, I don't, do that. I don't do that kind of thing often unless I just feel overwhelmed. And I actually, and I, I, I'm not saying the same spirit. It's just pictures, images. But I actually had like a flash of, of Catherine Kuhlman, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying, though, that sensitivity, that connectivity, and that flow, that you're just going to step off into a whole nother, a whole nother realm of ministry. And I, I feel it strong, very strong. Amen. Acts chapter 13, the Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. I believe that the call is already there, but there's a separation that took place tonight. And I don't totally understand all of that, but I know that there's been times in my life where God called me to things, but then I was separated to it and entered into it. And I think that's happened with Carly and with Daniel. Absolutely. I tell you, Daniel is a trophy of God's grace. He really is. Awesome. I only say this to help others. But Daniel and Tracy have been in ministry for a very long time, but they were out of ministry for 10 years doing faux painting. And I remember Daniel came and talked to me and, and had tears in his eyes about, I feel like, you know, I've lost it. I don't know if I'll ever get back in ministry. And man, has he ever gotten back in ministry? It's awesome. That's what I, I was seeing is that may have felt like even 10 years of lost time. Now, there were seeds God sowed in you in that 10 years. It was not awesome. a wasted time. Felt like it looked like it. Man may look at it that way, but God doesn't look at it that way. There's something he did deep in you that 10 years that you needed now, and it's coming, my brother. It's coming. Amen. And we're all going to prosper because of Amen. your anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And this isn't limited to just two people in here. This is true of everybody. I believe that God has called us together this week for something special. We are a part of something special, and I believe that this has impacted us as a group. But when we go out of here, this is going to go out, and it's going to impact all of the worlds that each one of us live in. So I believe that these prophetic things that are spoken, it's happening to all of us. All of us. I didn't feel it was my place. Well, I'm uh, giving you that permission, brother. Uh, you say whatever's in your heart. But I do. You know, we, we even do meetings together, and, and, and meetings are meetings, and they're, they're, they're ordained of God, and, and, and we're doing what God told us to do. There are those... There are those those birthing times, there are those uh, sudden, something just suddenly, just it, it, it's more than a meeting. And I sense it very strong that something has started here that has legs and man can mess that up and man can interpret it wrong. But thank you for coming. Thank you for being a part. This something in the kingdom 
and history was made tonight, started tonight, and it could be huge. It could be huge. And I don't know what it is, so I'm not comfortable, but I feel it in my spirit. I agree. You are blessed. We are grateful for you. Can I end with a, do you have anything else? No. I, I just want to say that Dwayne and I, neither one, are given to being spectacular. If we were different people, we would stand up here and shout and scream and do things. But please don't take our calmness right. as being that this isn't significant because there's something Very. really, really significant that happened here tonight. Very significant. The Lord has blessed you and the Lord will keep you. And the Lord has made his face to shine upon you and been gracious unto you. And the Lord will lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I love you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. You know, the scripture in Luke chapter 5, verse 17 says that they were all assembled together and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And of course, Jesus was always healing people, but there are times that there is a special presence manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's as Dwayne was talking, it's not that the sun has changed, it's that the clouds have been removed. And I believe it's time like that tonight. And so I know that there's people here that even though we've seen so many people healed, there's more to be done. And I want to call our prayer ministers forward, and I just want to encourage you to take advantage of this. The presence, the power of the Lord is present to heal them, is what it said. And yet it went on to record that there was only one person God healed. It was available to everybody, but you know what? You have to reach out. And if, you, if your faith has been quickened, then I, I just want to encourage you. These are the people that, man, uh, they have just been seeing miracle after miracle after miracle. All of these miracles that we've been talking about, the vast majority of them have happened through these people right here. And uh, so we just want to encourage you. If you need healing, if you need prayer, it doesn't have to be for a physical healing. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to be healed. You could be healed in your emotions. God may have spoken something to you tonight. And you just want to come forward and confess it and stuff. But if you need prayer for anything, I want to encourage you to come forward right now. I also want to say I know that on Tuesday night we had 170-something people get baptized in the Holy Spirit and maybe a couple of dozen get born again. But every evening there are different people here. If you don't have this baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking tongues, if you aren't absolutely certain that you have a relationship with the Lord, come and just ask someone. Everyone here can lead you into salvation, can lead you into receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've heard testimonies of people that have been watching the live streaming and they've been born again in other places. I had a person that uh, sent me an email and they went out and got bold and went to their um, prison ministry and saw three people born again this week because of what happened here. It doesn't, it's not limited to this place. It's the presence of the Lord is present with you too. If you need prayer, come forward right now and let someone pray with you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just pray over everyone.
Thank you for the awesome things that you've done. Father, thank you for being with us, never leaving us nor forsaking us. Father, thank you for confirming and separating Daniel and Carly tonight and so many other people. Thank you for all the awesome things you're doing. And we just pray that any person who is still needing anything manifest in their body, if they have problems getting any of these clouds out of their way, Father, I ask that as they come forward right now, we just believe that you are touching people supernaturally through these prayer ministers right now. Right now. We release this anointing and thank you, Father, for your healing power. There's a number of people with back problems right now that you have had pain in your back. There's somebody here that it's not so much pain, it's just lack of movement. Somebody's had your back fused. The healing power of Jesus is touching you right now. This could be somebody who's watching in one of these other locations, but someone involved in this service right now has had your back fused. You've had pain in your back. Right here is the healing power of the Lord. Just receive your healing right now. Just like Carly was testifying, turn that switch and say, this is over. I turn this off. We command this pain to leave. We speak freedom of movement. Believe that you're able to move now and do things that you couldn't do. Here's shoulders being healed. People who could not lift your arms over your head without pain. Either you had lack of movement or pain. Here's the healing power of the Lord right now. Healing your arms, your shoulders. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody here had a bone crushed. I don't know exactly what crushed it, but you've had a bone crushed. God is going to reshape your bone. God is repairing that bone right now. I speak a creative miracle, a special, it says in, Hebrew, in uh, Acts 19, special miracles were wrought by the hands of Paul. Here is a special miracle. God is recreating some bone that was crushed. Somebody in your feet, you've had a bone crushed. You've had something happen. God is redoing this bone right now. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we receive it. There's people that have abnormal bones like bunions. We command those bones to go back to being normal now. Any deformities, we command them to be healed. Father, I speak over arthritis and any of the damage done to limbs, to joints. We just speak that these joints are straight now, that all of the pain is gone. Any calcium deposits, we command them to be gone in the name of Jesus and for these joints to straighten now in the mighty name of Jesus. There's a number of people right here that pain is leaving you now in Jesus' name. All of this pain's leaving you from this arthritis. It's gone. You just need to receive this. Somebody's saying, how do I know if that's me? If you've got any of these things I'm calling out, it's you. Amen. Real simple. Father, we receive it. Somebody here has had your chest, these bones in your chest broken. God's healing you. Here's somebody here that had like an accident or something and you hit something and it bruised and damaged your chest. Here's the healing power of the Lord healing your chest right now. 
There's somebody here that the bone's broken in your chest. It's because you had open heart surgery. They cut you open. They broke these things. Here's the healing power of God ministering not only to these bones, but whatever this problem with your heart was. We speak healing to your heart now in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God. There's an anointing of God manifest in here that is healing all kinds of things. Ringing in the ears is stopping right now. Somebody whose ears are really sensitive to sound. You have pain from sound. Here's the healing power of Jesus touching you and your ears are being opened right now. We command this ringing to stop and to be gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's somebody here that is praying for another person that's not here, but you've been all of this service, you've been interceding for them and praying. Right now, just like in the eighth chapter of the book of Matthew, the centurion says, Lord, I don't need you to come to my house. You speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Here's the Lord speaking that your person that you're praying for is being healed right now. This word is going unto them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we command whatever the problem is to be healed right now. We send that healing through these people's faith. And we thank you that people are being raised up supernaturally out of hospital beds. Wherever they are, Father, we thank you that your healing power is touching people and that they are being healed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Irritable bowel syndrome is being healed right now. Somebody that's had things like Crohn's disease, all kinds of things that affect the way that you eat, pain associated with things, allergies, all of these kind of food problems are being healed right now. Somebody in here has been cursed with this your whole life and you've just been told that you have allergies that you can't eat things like peanuts and different things. Right now, God's healing all of these allergies and setting you free in the name of Jesus. We command those demonic things to loose them and to let them go in the mighty name of Jesus. Every one of these allergies, this, a lot of this is demonic. These demon spirits are leaving you. They're gone. They're curses that were placed over you. They're gone now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, and we speak that the anointing of God will touch all of the places that were damaged. Anything that was damaged by these curses, we just believe that your anointing is restoring them right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we receive it. Thank you, Father. People in here that have bone on bone, whether it's in your ankles, your knees, your hips, wherever it is, but you've got pain, right now the Lord is touching you. God is healing these joints. I believe he's infusing you once again with whatever the ligament, the cartilage, or the lubrication that you, your pain's leaving. In the name of Jesus, we speak miraculous healing into these hips, into the knees, into these joints. We just thank you, Father, that you're healing them now. 
praise you, Jesus. Well, lots of miracles happening. Lots of people being touched. Somebody that had water on the knee, swelling on the knee, all kinds of swelling in your ankles. Somebody here's got a, I don't know what causes that, but you got swelling in your lower extremities. And you swell up. Whatever the root of that is, God is going right to the root of this problem and healing it right now. We command this swelling and the root of what causes that to be healed. In Jesus' name. All kinds of blood things are being healed. Thank you, Jesus. Problems in your blood. Anemic. All kinds of things. Somebody here has got a problem with the platelets in your blood, leukemia, things like this. We just speak the healing power of God. We speak to the marrow of these bones and command them to produce the right type of blood. We speak healing over these things, these blood diseases. We curse you and command you to leave and to be gone right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. There's somebody at some of these other locations right now that you've had chronic problems. You were born with these things. And here's the healing power of God going towards you right now that is changing, first of all, the way you think. You've never seen yourself any way except with these problems. God is, first of all, changing your heart. You're going to see it. And in a very short period of time, you are going to see on the outside what you've seen on the inside. God is touching you right now in your heart. You just know that this is you. And these chronic things that you've lived with your whole life are being taken away right this moment on the inside. And then in a very short period of time, you're going to see the manifestation of this healing in your body. Hallelujah. It's awesome. You're never going to be that way again. And not only is it stopped with you, but it's stopped with you and it's not going on to your children. This is not being passed on from generation to generation. This thing's over. It ends here. You're healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We agree and we receive that in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, for these great miracles. Thank you for touching people's lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I tell you, God's touching lots of people. You know, just so that you will know that I'm not just saying these things, if you had something, if God touched you, if you've already seen the difference in you tonight in this service among these things, I want you to raise your hand, wave at me, and testify that, man, you've received it, that God's spoken to you. Look at this. And I believe there's also people watching live stream, watching in these other locations. I believe that God has healed people. You know, when he spoke to the fig tree, it took 24 hours sometimes before what he said came to pass or before it was visible to us. I believe that even those of you that couldn't raise your hands, if you had something, God has touched you, you receive it. Start thanking him for it. From this time on, you start telling people, no, I was healed. I was in a service where the healing power of God was flowing. You know, I've always longed, the Bible says that Jesus healed them all, everyone. 
I've longed to see a service where every single person gets healed. This could be the night, amen. I believe that every single person is receiving. Father, we agree and we receive. We thank you. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Let's just glorify God. Thank him for being with us, for bearing our sins, sickness, and disease. Father, thank you for all of these people being touched. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel, I'm going to turn the service back over to Daniel. I believe that God has done some awesome things, not only tonight, but this entire week, and I believe it's just getting started. The best is yet to come. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Man, just get your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the healer. Keep your faith turned on. Amen. Be praying for these that are getting ministered to up here. If we could see in the spirit realm right now, all kinds of healings, all kinds of miracles are happening all over this place. Relationships being restored. Forgiveness issues being let go. This is so awesome to see God's faithfulness being expressed like this, his loving kindness. The Bible says his loving kindness is better than life itself. How many are you glad you came tonight? Man, me too. Hallelujah. So grateful to our staff and to all of our cameramen, our IT guys, our audio guys, our musicians, all the people who have been serving. Just so grateful for everyone who's passionate about seeing you receive your healing. God's faithfulness. His loving kindness is better than life itself. Thus will I bless you, Lord. With my lips, I will magnify your name. Your name is to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Jesus, you are worthy. You are worthy, 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 Lord God. All those words of knowledge that were being called out tonight by the Spirit of God, you receive those, all those miracles, all those words. I'm telling you, God is just stirring up his people to say, receive it, receive it, receive it. Actively take it tonight. It's yours. It's yours.
so appreciate our prayer ministers. Love watching these guys minister. The love of Jesus just pouring through their lives to you. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Amen. We love you, Lord. You are worthy, Jesus. You are the healer, Lord God. We truly believe the best is yet to come. In eternity with you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be sure you write down your testimony on one of our testimony sheets so we can encourage somebody else with the word of your testimony. God bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. Remember, our CBC table is downstairs. Our product table is open downstairs. Dwayne Sheriff's products are out here. He's got them all ready for you to take home with you. Then I know those will be a tremendous blessing to you. We'll be back here in the morning. Continental breakfast at 8 o'clock. Worship at 8.30. I'm telling you, it's going to be a powerful, powerful day tomorrow. Greg Moore is going to be bringing the word tomorrow night. It is going to be an awesome time together as we celebrate God's grace in this place. Good night. We love you.